everyone. This is Michelle Gale. I'm so grateful you're here. And before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that I'll be launching my first ever free online conference called Mindful Parenting in a Messy World from September 18th to the 20th. We're going to have 15 speaker interviews, some of which include Rick Hansen, Susan Kaiser Greenland, Dr. Shafali Sabari. You can register at conference.michellegale forward slash podcast. Make sure to register here because I'll be sending my podcast listeners a free bonus webinar titled Big Emotions and What to Do with Them. You can also find that link in the podcast notes. And I'm also offering a four-week online course in October called Mindful Parenting, the Foundations of Practice. It'll be a weekly course focused on mindfulness of the breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. We'll have a private Facebook group and weekly practices and it'll be recorded each time so you can watch whenever it works for you. I'd love to have you join me. You can go to my website, beamindfulparent.com for more information or just sign up to my weekly email list and you'll stay up to date on all the ways we can grow together as a community and you will also receive my weekly musings. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. I am your host, Michelle Gale. And I'm happy you're here. (laughs) Thanks for being here. I titled today's podcast, Don't Believe Everything You Think. And many of you may have heard that statement before. It's definitely near and dear to my heart. I wrote about this in my book about how when I went through my uh, program to do executive coaching many years ago, 11 years ago, there was a sign at the front of the room It hung there and it said, don't believe everything you think. And that really became a a guidepost for me in my life and in the work that I was setting out to do and working with others. And so I have that same sign, almost the same, hanging on my refrigerator door. So literally every time you open the door, you see the words, don't believe everything you think. And this is something I've spoken to my children with over and over again throughout the years. You know, right now they're one's about to turn 15 and the other's 11 and a half. They're both boys. And I've shared with them as I as I work with within myself that we can spend years of our lives living out stressful thoughts. You know? There was a Harvard study that tracked how often during the day we're lost in thought. And according to this study, it's 46% of the time. And very often, those thoughts are stressful. They can be. You know, and different studies tell us we have between 69 and 90,000 thoughts per day. 69,000 to 90,000 thoughts per day. So this is a really important part of our practice, especially if we can spend years of our lives living out stressful thoughts that we're just unaware of, or they're just running the show. We believe they are who we are. So our minds can be incredibly creative. Look at what what humans have created over the millennia. Incredible, right? Electricity. The automobile, technology, 
it can also be incredibly destructive. Our minds can be destructive. It doesn't destructive. It doesn't take long to look back through history or at the news right now and see just how destructive we can be when we're believing these stressful thoughts in our mind. I love this quote by the Buddha. It says, who is your enemy? Mind is your enemy. No one can harm you more than a mind untrained. Who is your friend? Mind is your friend. Nothing can help you more than a trained mind, not even your loving parents. And it was said that the Buddha said those words, right? Nothing can help you more than a trained mind, not even your loving parents. So can we train our own minds and in turn support our children in training their own, in getting to know it, in inquiring about these stressful thoughts? Are they true? You know, Byron Katie asks us this question. You know, Byron Katie also says, who would you be without your story? Who would you be without your story if you weren't making up a story Right, If your child was having a temper tantrum or eyes were rolling from your teenager and you were just there witnessing and being with the tantrum or witnessing and being with the eye roll without the thoughts and the stories that accompany it, who would you be? It would be peace, presence. Now, and we all really believe our thoughts are special and interesting and unique but something like 90% of our thoughts we have are repeats and many of them are just fake news. Yeah. So can we learn to normalize our thoughts, right? This is normal. We're going to have lots of thoughts and not get caught up in believing all of them, right? Don't believe everything you think. Our tendency to hold on to our beliefs is pretty extraordinary. You know, what are your top 10 thoughts? It's a nice inquiry or journaling practice. What are your top 10 thoughts? You know, it's things like judging, planning, being anxious, worrying, being happy, being in the future, being in the past, what we like, what we don't like. And so there's three levels of awareness of thought. And I learned this with Tara Brock. One, we want to know the, we know the content of our thoughts, right? We understand, understand the landscape of our minds. So we really get to know the content and we do this in our meditation practice. And we do this when we do inquiry, we do this when we journal, we get to know the content of our thoughts. And the second thing, the second level of awareness of thought is that we notice that thoughts come and go. We understand they are not real. They come and they go. They pass by. You know, we've heard, you know, the mind is like the sky and the thoughts are just the clouds. And the sky is always clear and blue. You know, it's the clouds that pass by that change the weather, that change our emotions. 
And then the third level of awareness of thought is that we become the one who knows. We shift to becoming this clear space of awareness that witnesses it all. And we do this through our practice. There's a quote by the Dalai Lama that I really love. Um, Some of your thoughts don't have your best interest in mind. (laughs) And we can all relate to that. You know, some of our thoughts just do not have our best interest in mind. They bring us down a path of stress and anxiety. And I love the image Tara Brock often uses, you know, be the cat waiting by the mouse hole and wait for your thoughts, right? We can expect them. We can wait for them. We can see them arise and we can watch them fall away. Now, often when we turn our attention towards a thought, it just melts away. So sometimes I'm noticing a lot of tension in my body and stress. And my kids are driving me crazy. And I just turn that spotlight of attention toward that thought. And it just melts away. It liberates itself. Our minds can create bliss and our minds can create misery. We can look at our children and see the magic, or we can see all their flaws. Which will we choose? But before we can choose, we need choice. We need pause. And this is what the practice of mindfulness gives us. It gives us the pause. It gives us a moment to choose. Now, another story, or a story, Tara Brock tells um, she's, you know, this little, little girl talking to her mother and she says, mama, imagine you're being chased by six hungry tigers. What would you do? And the mama says, I don't know. What should I do? And she says, stop imagining, <laughs> which I think is so funny. Stop imagining. Let's get out of this fantasy, out of this imagination out of the dream and come back to presence, come back to the body. You know, Tara also says, if we're at war with our thoughts, we'll be at war with the rest of our lives. If we are at war with our thoughts, we will be at war with the rest of our lives. You know, our memories are our Velcro for painful experiences and Teflon for good ones, right? Our mind just loves to latch on to those painful thoughts and those painful experiences. It's just human nature. It's human biology. It's this negativity bias that we're born with. So so in our practice, we really need to be attentive to what puts us to sleep, What are these thoughts that put us to sleep, that lull us? It's judgment, it's obsessing, it's planning, it's past, it's future. It's those stressful thoughts. They put us to sleep. You know, and what helps awaken you from those thoughts? You know, for me, it's exercise, moving my body, walking in nature, petting my dogs, looking at my dogs in the eye, looking at my children in the eye, 
sitting on my cushion with intention to notice my thoughts, doing inquiry. I'm a big fan of Byron Katie's four questions and turnarounds, her inquiry work. You know, and in our practice, we're not striving to not have thoughts. Thoughts just are. They're part of our human experience. We don't want to make thoughts our enemy. We just want to befriend them. And we want to question the stressful ones. And we want to help our children do the same. You know, that, that question, is it true? When they're telling us something that they're mad at themselves about or mad at someone else about, and we can say, is it true? You know, if something is, is grabbing your attention, explore that pull for a moment. Now, what is compelling about that thought? Is it supportive? I love, um, I love the, this quote by um, Nisargadatta, Nisargadatta, I hope I said it right, Nisargadatta Maharaj. He was an Indian guru of non-dualism. And he said, the mind creates the abyss and the heart crosses it. The mind creates the abyss and the heart crosses it. You know, what is underneath our thoughts is a desire to connect to ourselves and others in a deeper way. And particularly connecting to ourselves and to our children in a deeper way. So may we all work with our minds, our thoughts, and continue to nurture the heart space so we can always cross the abyss. Thank you for your practice. Thank you for being here as part of my community. And have a beautiful day. Till next time, may you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today.